0: And our gospel lesson today is taken from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Well, Easter's kind of late this year, so it's been a while since the beginning of the year. So just wanted to let you know that since January 1st, I went on this great diet, lost an insane amount of weight, started working out. I'm like really buff. And and thanks to Marie Kondo, I have every space in my life decluttered. And you are thinking that you wish you had as rich a fantasy life as mine. All right? Now, I'll tell you, on January 1st, I had all these kinds of visions, right? I'm sure a lot of you are thinking about things. You've been thinking about stuff that you've been wanting to do, planning to do. And then it somehow just falls apart. Yeah, I tried the Marie Kondo thing. I decluttered some spaces in my life, but you know, those wide, open, empty areas of tabletop are just like magnets for stuff, you know, you're just walking past, and you're rushing, you're going from one place to another, and you need to lay something down, and there it is, and you lay it down, and sure enough, next thing you know, you got clutter. See, we have all these great intentions to do things, but what happens is that we get distracted. What happens is that we revert so easily to old habits, okay? And and it happens when we're not thinking. The new practices just aren't ingrained in us enough to have them really take hold. And so as we see in our story today, it begins with the women who are heading to the tomb with spices that they had prepared. They had prepared these spices for Jesus' body because this is just what they had always done when someone died. This is just what they had done. So even though they'd heard the promises, they did it. Because it's so easy to return to the familiar. All right? It's so easy to just decide that you're going to go back to the way you always used to do things. It's so hard to do stuff that is new. It's so hard to get new habits in your life. It's so hard to think differently from what you've been trained to think. We get bombarded by so many messages from the world about how we're supposed to believe, what's supposed to be important, the things that the world prioritizes and against that if we're going to be the church, and if we're going to live into what Jesus was trying to teach us, we have to continually work against those messages. See, it's too easy for us to forget stuff that we were told. See, the angels in the tomb, we presume they're angels, it says they're two men in dazzling white. we've always presumed that they're angels, are there, and they're talking to the women who come, and they go, look, remember, You knew this. You knew that Jesus had said that he was going to die and then be raised. You knew this. But in the stress of the moment, what had happened? In the stress of the moment, his followers fell away. In the stress of the moment, the women just went back to preparing spices to bury a body the way they had done, sadly, probably many times before. But he said you needed to remember that this promise had been made by Christ. You needed to remember that he said that he was going to die and then on the third day be raised. And you needed to remember that because that is such an important message. And that's why we're here on Easter. It's such an important message that we remember that the resurrection changes everything. We need to remember that the centerpiece of our faith is not writings. The centerpiece of our faith is not doctrine. The centerpiece of our faith is the resurrection. This is what changed everything. The resurrection took these fearful, forgetful followers of Christ and turned them into people who would become courageous martyrs. If you want evidence, you know, historical evidence, the evidence that exists for the the literalness of the resurrection is in the changed lives of the followers. I mean, and that is how we see when somebody's convinced of anything in life, right? You see it when you see the change. You see it when you see the person turn. You see it when you see the person become something that they weren't before. And we see that people who were fearful and forgetful suddenly became people who were willing to die for their faith. And it was because they had experienced the resurrection. And once you experience the resurrection, once you actually truly see a new way, a different way, the old way just goes away. See, that's the difference between trying to do something new while you're still mired in the old versus being totally sold out into what's new. When you're totally sold out into what's new, the old has no appeal anymore. The old is just gone. And so the angels say to the women, they go, why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for the living among the dead? The resurrection should have pointed you forward into what was alive, into what was the future. Instead, you've come to do things the way you did it before. Now, how often have we done that in our lives? How often have we looked for the living among things in our lives that are dead, ought to be dead? How many times have we looked for the future in the past? which doesn't even make sense see the future doesn't live in the past The future does not live in the past the future is ahead of us the future is forward sure we learn lessons from the past we learn lessons from the past we learn have experiences from the past and we use those lessons and we use those experiences in building future we don't rebuild what was we build what is new and ahead of what was. But if we're going to do that, we have to do it in such a way that we move forward to stay. That we move forward so that in a way that lasts. And to do that, It has to become a habit. Living by the promises of faith, living according to what Christ taught us, living in those values is a habit that we need to cultivate. It's a habit that has to become such a part of us that we don't have the appeal of going back to the old ways it's rearranging our priorities so that the way things ought to be becomes the way it always is i mean you think about it right people they always talk about diet as lifestyle change right what's that mean it means that the stuff you used to like that was no good for you you actually you actually know that it took when you get to the point where you actually don't have any it has no appeal to you anymore that has not happened for me When you start to exercise and you start to work it in, what happens is that's fine. You set aside time and then suddenly you get busy and you miss a month, two months, three months. And we all know what that one time back is like, right? I mean, that just hurts. It hurts. It doesn't stick because, again, it hasn't become a part of your life. clutter is going to stay with me in my life until I decide that I'm not going to put anything down unless I'm putting it down in a space designated for it. As opposed to simply deciding that everything is designated for every place that's empty. Again, it's that change that has to happen. Your life isn't going to be changed by faith until you live according to the promises of faith in such a way That the old ways, the other messages, the worldly stuff is just not even relevant to you anymore. It's why we talk about resurrection, not just on Easter, but it's why we talk about the risen Christ, the living Christ, every time we gather. Because we have to drum that message into our lives so that it becomes... The framework by which we live our lives it's why it's important to engage in daily devotions in prayer in regular gathering in com- in faith-based community because that's how change finally happens for real and for good and then when that happens your whole outlook changes because you remember the promises that God has made to you. See, it's a promise that Jesus had made to his followers. That he would die, but he would be raised. And remember, every time he said it, what did they say? Don't talk like that, Jesus. We don't want to hear it. They said, we don't talk like that. We, we don't like it when you talk like that. And in retrospect, what I'm thinking when I recall those stories is that because they were saying, I don't want to hear it, we don't want to hear it, it makes us uncomfortable, I think that's why it never really took root. They didn't want to hear it, so they didn't hear it. And then when they needed to have heard it, they didn't remember it. There are promises that God has made to you that you have probably heard along the way, but somehow you didn't hear it enough, or you didn't let it in, or you didn't remind yourself of it enough, so that in the times in your life when you really needed to hear that promise, you'd forgotten it. Maybe you've needed to hear that promise God loves you unconditionally. Maybe you've needed to hear that promise that God will never forsake you. Maybe you've needed to hear that promise that you are of worth to God. That you are created in God's image. And sometimes we forget it. And we feel worthless. or we feel like a failure. Or we feel like God has just somehow left us in the dust. And we need to remember those promises. But somehow... We forgot. So, what are the promises of God that you need to remember in your life right now? And what will you do to make sure that you don't just leave here charged up and saying, oh, yeah, I need to remember that. And a week later or a month later, you've forgotten. You need to remember it all the time. And when you do, when you do, when you actually remember those promises of God 24-7, it changes the way you move through life. It changes your path. I mean, you think about that Easter morning, right? If the women had remembered the promise, they wouldn't have gone to the tomb. They would have just known. It would have changed literally the direction of that they took that day. And if you remember the promises of God, it will change the direction that you take in your life. Because you'll understand that things are different. Because of what God has promised to you.